Hi. Hey. We're Hello. doing this again. We're doing How are you going to? I'm doing one. Yeah, of... no, you were about to take a sip without cheersing. That's rude. I was. I Don't. Was... Black Men Cry Too is an invitation for men of color to feel safe to share their truth and unpack their hurt. This space was created for black men to feel empowered and know it's okay that they can cry too. Again. How are you gonna? I'm doing what? Yeah, no, you were about to take a sip without cheersing. That's rude. I was, I was smelling it. Don't. Well, this cheers is to you. Thank you. And for your forever growth to Arta Inc. Yeah, welcome. Welcome back. You mean welcome back? back. I'm not new to these parts. Right. Okay. She's not bad. She's very smooth. Okay, I wasn't anticipating that at all. Young Jeezy. A little bit better than that eight step shit. Yes. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I said but it. But it's cognac versus whiskey, so you okay. can't really do yeah, that. that. That's that, comparing okay. two different things. Okay. Well, this cognac and that whiskey shit. I don't know what Rocky was thinking with that shit. That shit is rough. It's just strong. That shit is. It's rough. just strong. Like your personality. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But I'm not as rough. That shit is whoa. This is just raw. Yeah. You like raw. Yeah, yeah. Make mm-hmm. you make you catch a charge. Boom boom. So the last time we sat down was two years ago. Yeah. A whole pandemic happened. My hair was so much shorter. It was. The growth is amazing. Like I said, this is cheers to you. Been thank forever you, growing. You. And that's going to be the topic of the conversation, which I'm excited to see where it goes. That's why I brought it. So it's thank for you. you. Okay. You see? Oh. Brandon, always on it. Oh, Barbie like blunts. Thank you. I, when I think of growth and evolution, I do think of you. And like, that was the reason why you were one of the first guests on the show mm. because of your mindset around being a black man and being comfortable being a black man. Being that your growth has flourished, how do you still say so? You know your neighbors next door and you're still hugging them and you know everybody on the block and you're greeting them. You stay so humble. You stay so true to who you are. Um, I think... It's well, one is from the era I grew up in. I'm like from a a different era in the Bronx. And there was always this mindset that it could all be gone today. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't do it, somebody else is going to do it and take it from you. Mm. You know, so it's always been about survival mode, survival mode. You know what I mean? And that's kind of. uh, It's a good, bad thing. You know what I'm saying? That uh, what they call survivor's remorse kind of situation. You know what I'm saying? But I kind of flipped it and don't make it as aggressive as some people do it. Because some people go out their way and trying to harm others to survive. And then some don't like some don't feel like no, some don't realize actually like you can just be a good human and you can survive like that. You know what I'm saying? Like you'll be surprised. I Kanye, I know this is the most randomest segue. Kanye, right? But he said something very, 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 very random, right? This is random. He talks about going any place in the planet and being able to be all right. I'm almost there. And it's like, when you really think about that, you can go anywhere in the world. I can go to fucking Rome, Italy right now. And I got a place to stay. You should go. I got a place to stay. Yeah, I can tell you some place to stay. You know what I'm saying? See? Mm -hmm. And you're going to tell me somewhere Mm -hmm. to stay. And that's what I mean. And there are some other people who are fucking assholes 
that they can't have nowhere to stay. They got to pay for a hotel. Life sucks. You know what I'm saying? It's things like that. Makes you really think. Got to be good to people. So what part in your life did you realize I need to start making choices to be a good person? Like being this tough person, this bad person, it almost seems like people are used to that because that's what we've seen. Like the crabs in the barrel, how to get ahead. But the getting ahead always has a time limit and people don't consider the time limit. Whereas you have good people like yourself and you've seen you've been on a good path and it just keeps going up. So at what moment did you realize, hmm, I can't continue the way that they're moving. I got to try this out because this doesn't feel right with me anymore. I mean, I'll be honest, that's been forever. You know what I'm saying? Since I was a teenager because of uh, being in the Bronx and uh, I used to be around a lot of real horrible people. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I felt they like some real scumbags. You know what I'm saying? Like, I you saying all scumbags live in the Bronx? Not saying I'm that. Not, I'm not, I'm I just no, don't nobody from the Bronx come for me now. Yeah, I'm just saying I've been around some of them. You know what I'm saying? I it's really dope when you can find the beauty in a dope dealer. You know what I'm saying? When you see somebody who's selling poison to somebody, and you're meeting the person that's putting the poison in their body, and you're meeting the person that's selling the poison, and yet you can find the beauty of it all. You know that the reason why this person is selling this poison to somebody is because they're trying to feed their family. The reason why that person is putting the poison in their family is because they lost their family. It's a very ill conundrum when you really see the darkness and the beauty of it all. You know what I'm saying? I've been around pimps. You know what I'm saying? Like human traffickers. But yet, the love they give these women. Very ill fucking shit. Yo, it's very... I've seen some really dark, loving, weird shit in my day. And even my childhood itself was a dark, loving, weird situation. You know what I'm saying? So when you see all that, you realize, are you going to be the darkness? Or are you going to be the beauty? And some people fall into the darkness because they that's all they're seeing and they're used to. And some people find the beauty of it all. And they dream big. I like how you said beauty because to me, I was going to say the light. It almost seems like you look for the light in people. Nah, I like to call it beautiful things. Why beauty and not light? Because light can be bad. I grew up around fucking cop lights. <laughs> not all lights are good. So beauty. Yeah. But it almost seems like you're trying to find the beauty in people. So at what ask, at what point do you separate when it's like, I can no longer find the beauty in you or you don't even recognize the beauty in you. So I can't stay around you until you find that within you first. Uh, it takes minute things. It's something that nobody would ever understand with me. You know what I'm saying? I've, I'm a very forgiving soul. I can forgive somebody. I've forgiven people who have almost murdered me. Very ill things, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you can do the most minute thing to me and I will act like you don't exist on this planet. I don't know what it is with me. It's just something with myself, you know? I have this thing. Uh, it's like a, it's an energy, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, you can give but so much to people that don't appreciate what it is you know what i'm saying like even some people don't even appreciate themselves you know what i mean um i had a friend of mine's he told me something he's like you see a glow in people before they see it in themselves mm -hmm. and you sometimes fall victim 
to being disappointed by that glow that you see in them that they don't see in themselves. And I've had a real long moment. Like, there's people who's been in this backyard. This backyard used to be packed all the time. Mad human beings back here. Because I used to see glows in people and I used to just want them around me and motivate them. But some of them took that shit the wrong way. They started using each other. Mm. They started doing fuckery. And I had to learn to separate that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you... I would try to bring everybody together, like from an architect to the weed dealer, from the doctor to the chef. I want everybody to fucking meet. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't always work out in the greatest form. You know what I'm saying? Some people are just horrible. And everybody be like, why do you hang out with horrible people? And I'm like, because I see the beauty in them. And they know that. I make them comfortable. I take them out of the situations that they are in. I have friends in East New York, Brooklyn. Horrible place. Horrible, horrible. Oh, they're like my neighbors. Horrible place. You know what I mean? Some of them live in horrible blocks and they love hanging out with me because I take their mind off of that shit. They come back here and it's like we are in our own little fucking grotto in fucking Miami. Regardless of what the fuck is going all around us, you know what I'm saying? Take your mind off of it. You created a safe space. Always for people. I think that's, uh, honestly, that's originally what, not to bring it up, but what Black Ink was. You know, if you go back until YouTube days and look up Black Ink Gallery and just see the kids that are grown adults now that work in all these big time companies that you motherfuckers are giving your money to. Um, I gave them a safe haven. You know what I mean? And it was a place just to be yourself, regardless of what you want to be. You know what I'm saying? There's some dope dealers that want to talk about anime and they can't talk about anime on the block. So give them a place. You know, there's some trans people who want to hang out in the hood, but don't want to be around hood niggas. You know what I'm saying? Give them a safe space, you know? Um, Yeah, I I don't know. I just maybe it's because something I've always wanted. So I try to present it. What were your safe spaces when you were growing up, if you had any? Um, Walking out around New York City. That was my thing. You know what I mean? I used to just walk around, skateboard or walk. And like, and it, mad people, like mad people would tell you like, yo, I met him just skateboarding down Manhattan and he stopped and said something. And that was my thing. I would just talk to strangers. It's like a challenge almost. What happens when you can no longer, how do you find peace when you realize you can no longer challenge someone's mindset to get them to continue growing or like finding themselves? I got kids. So, yeah, it'll never stop, actually, until I'm gone. It's in my demise. You know, what I mean, you can't do it with everybody, but I got kids and they got to learn, especially my daughter. That's the one that I'm mainly concerned about because... You know, this planet's hard on black women and I want her to be able to know how to maneuver it and move in her own pace and not at anybody else's, you know, but at the same time, move. And I love how you said, especially your daughter and you being a black dad. And we had spoke about that last time as well. Yeah. Art to Inc. has also become a safe space for black female artists. Oh, yeah. I'm all about it. Um, not even just black, just women in general, you know what I mean? Like, um, I become like a stepping stone for them and I don't mind it. I like it. You know what I'm saying? It's a place where 
they can feel comfortable, but at the same time, be themselves. And that can be a good and bad thing with some people because some people are used to being catered to and I don't cater mm-hmm. to nobody. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a difference between being a good person and catering to people. When you're in this workspace, you have to work and I want you to work. So I'm not going to post you on my social media. Yeah, it's going to make you mad. I'm only going to post what I feel like posting. I'm not going to post you all the time. I'm not going to even talk about you. You work here. Some, like, get yourself there. You know what I mean? I, a lot of people, like me and my man Naeem, were just talking about it. Social media has made everybody... Ah, and he's the one who's done a lot of my tattoos. Like, all these little baby ones. Social media made a lot of artists comfortable. They feel that they can just post their tattoos and people are supposed to come. And they forgot about a key thing, the human interaction. Ooh. Actually walking up on a stranger and saying, hey, I do tattoos. Do you want one? And... Yeah, we're getting back to that, you know, but a lot of females, they come and they do like working here. I had the Ladies of Ink tour work. Females here. or women. I women. just want to clarify that for whoever feels offended yeah, by whichever I, I, term. I we're not offending anybody. It's just terms. Yeah, I use the pronoun nigga for everybody. That part too. That niggas is, is universal. universal. You know what I'm saying? You my nigga. my nigga. You know what I'm saying? That's my <laughs> universal here. pronoun for everybody. So, you know, we good money. I love everybody. My nigga. But anyway. <laughs> that's a good one yeah it works it does but nah it's um i like to just make sure that especially female artists are not like working in this space they have to worry about no sexual weirdness you know what i'm saying also because that shit is weird you as know fuck. yeah you know what i'm saying so yeah as you see i have a lot of my female desk people everybody i women run the world they run my life it's all good i like it how did you find Okay, so I want to ask two different questions based off of something that you said. So one, you were saying that like you only post people, you have to do the work. People are comfortable. Yeah, they're mad comfortable with social media. They're comfortable, period, as a society. Social media media comfort. I like to call it social media comfort. I like to call it perception versus reality, which is basically social media. Social media comfort. How do you... How do you combat against comfortable people and how do you find yourself still so comfortable or uncomfortable around people standing comfortable? I'm going to try to rephrase that. Do you find it challenging to be around comfortable people while your comfort is constantly evolving? Constantly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That drives me crazy. I deal with that on an everyday struggle. Um, I have a very... um, free spirit way of living in my planet. Like anybody who sees me and my energy is always high. I'm very, but at the same time, I'm, I wake up very early in the morning and I start working because at any moment it can all be over. And I've seen it with my own eyes. You know what I'm saying? At any given time, everything can be fucked. And if you get too comfortable, that's when the shit gets fucked up. You know, like you can have fun, you can keep your energy high. You can be a good person, but never get comfortable. And I hate when people get too comfortable in any space because you don't know what can happen. You know what I'm saying? I, I've, like I said, I've seen a lot of dark, dark shit in my day. And yeah, I try to make sure that I maintain self because of those reasons. How do you find it for you to be comfortable in yourself? I mean, you got to love yourself first. Shit, that's that's fucking priority number one. And it's like. 
what do you love about yourself? That's one thing a lot of people don't really question. They just, um, they do these, oh yeah, I love myself shit, but what do you actually love about yourself? Do you, do you bring change to people? Do you bring change for yourself? Are you growing for yourself? Are you growing for others? It's many, many levels to it. You know what I'm saying? It's a level of ego that some may think is insane and bad, but if you hone in on it and maintain it right, it actually can benefit your life well. I think that that's what's wrong with a lot of people. They don't love themselves enough. Like a nigga that wants to look like Drake, I think that he doesn't love himself enough. I mean, if he wants to get his muscles swole like Drake, I feel like you love me. So thank you. We love that. Yeah, I mean, that's cool. But I mean, with your whole persona, like you, you're trying to emulate someone else. I feel like you don't love yourself. You got to love yourself first. I think that's what a lot of people have to start. Self-love starts there. How do you love yourself? As a black man. Shit, man. I'm a fucking black man and I made it to 40 years of life. I've survived. Looking like uh, not a day over 30. Right. I survived. uh, I survived the pandemic. I survived uh, multiple wars. Um, I had a rough childhood, but yet I didn't let that make me. You know, Um, I got beautiful kids. I got a pretty cool career. I got nice things, you know what I'm saying? I got a nice business. I got people that work for me and they're happy. I have every reason on the planet to be happy, you know what I'm saying? And the best part is I'm not done. And that's always like great when you know for a fact that you're not done. You know what I'm saying? That fuck makes you feel great. I fucking love it. I love myself. I love life. Life is great. Life is awesome. Yeah. How do you still find the capability to love where life is going love the concept of life and where it's going shit with what's happening in the world in life or what's happened to your life as well i mean why i i I bug out off some people like why not like you know what i'm saying i think that like i always say people get the concept of time fucked up and they get hurt in the moment and don't realize that that moment can pass within hours, within days, within weeks, within months, maybe a year or two. You know, I've had situations in my life that I was down and out. And I swear to God, next year, shit was totally different. You know what I'm saying? And it's it happens. It's life. You know, and I think that a lot of people have to realize that's life. Life. Nothing is perfect. You are going to fail. That is going to happen. It's the inevitable. It will happen. It's all about the bounce back. You know, like I used a great analogy, you know, like I meet a I mean, a lot of young people and they'd be scared to do certain things because they're scared of failure. Certain things like what? Like taking chances on a job or maybe being creative and putting something to the public. You know, some people are scared of failure. And I always use this analogy that always helps and it makes people think, right? I tell them, have you ever lost money before? And they look at me and they'd be like, yeah, of course. Who hasn't lost money before? I'm like, did you find that money? Like, yeah, I have lost money and found it. And I'm like, how good did that shit feel when you fucking found it? And I'm like, that's that feeling right there when you fail. And then all of a sudden later on, you succeed. 
I'm like, there's no feeling like that feeling. You know what I mean? You kind of want to fail in life because you want to find out what happens on the bounce back. That's that's succeeding after the failure. That's like the best shit ever. What? That shit feels great. The victory. So someone who, you know, looks up and would admire someone like yourself with the failing, you're someone who's, let's call it spade a spade, publicly failed too because your life is now public. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I failed right in front of people. I I dropped shit and failed horribly right in front of human beings. That is like known to this day. It's like a number one thing. And it's like, holy shit. But at the end of the day, I didn't let it make me because it's like, that was just a moment in time and I'm still doing really awesome things. So, yeah. How do you feel like we can encourage those to take that separation? Cause I feel like that's what cripples a lot of us. It's this public failure or this big failure. And now it's, we're retreating and we're going into hiding because we don't want to face and we don't want to take accountability for I the mean, failure. That's where you just use the key word is accountability. It starts there. It starts with taking accountability within yourself. Once you realize that, it happened. It's you had fault in it. Regardless, you can try to blame the planet, but you put yourself in whatever situation that whatever happened happened. You have to take accountability for it. And once you take accountability, nobody can affect you at all. Accountability is like the shield of life. You know what I mean? Mm. I think that a lot of people don't realize that when you accepted your failure, anybody judging it, it's nothing to you. You know what I'm saying? You just could legit laugh at it off. And especially that too, laughing. I think a lot of people be too fucking serious all the time. Wait, we pause? Oh. No. Oh, no. My bad. Uh, I think people like, you know, too serious all the time and don't laugh at themselves. You know what I mean? You got to be able to also laugh at yourself. You know what I mean? You know, take a break from just thinking everything has to be perfect and serious and Instagram perfect. You know what I'm saying? Life sometimes has its flaws, you know? It's cool. I walked around with years with one tooth missing and my pussy rate went up. That's a guaranteed fact. So, you know, life is cool, man. You just gotta like live it. Enjoy it. Oh <gasps> shit, and spill your liquor. My feet are big. Yeah, my feet are big. Can't spill a snowman. Come on now. Man, not the snowman. Not the snowman's juice. Yeah. That shit hit. Yeah, I this shit is good. One. It is really good. I definitely. I didn't even finish it, and it's uh, already affected. I already have finished it, so I definitely need another one. To conclude, Puma. Yes. Can you spitball and tell us ten things you love about yourself? Oh hell yeah! I'm fucking black. Ooh. One, two. I'm a man. Three. I succeeded in life. Four, I help others succeed in life. Five, I've made people smile. Six, um, let me see. Six, I make beautiful kids. That yeah. you do, but you also didn't do it alone. I know, but I made, I had I had a good part in that, so I got to make sure I acknowledge that about myself. You know what I'm saying? But you had um, like, the minimal part, but right. like whatever. No, it's fine. Yes. Seven. I'm a provider. That's a major key as a black man in America. You want to oh. make sure that you're a fucking provider. Eight. I'm alive. I love that about myself. I'm fucking alive. As a black man in America. As a black man in America. Um. Nine, 
I'm fucking famous. That is kind of fucking cool. I'm not gonna lie. I gotta, though, I'm gonna yeah. fucking put it at nine. But it's pretty fucking cool that I'm fucking famous. That's you know that humble saying? shit. He was like, no, that could be number nine. That like it's not last, nine. but it's not first. Um, and ten. Dude, I'm still dreaming big. I'm a big dreamer. Like, no, that's fucking great. I love that about myself. Like, I'm legit dreaming about big thoughts right now as I'm sitting here. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be great. You're great. No, you're, you're great. great. No, you're fucking you're great. great. I appreciate you. I appreciate this. This has been a very special episode of Black Man Cry 2 because we are outside of WTF, even though we still snagged and, one of the best from and WTF to be outside. It's weekend right it's now. Harlem, like, if we go outside, it's so it's late. It's mad out Harlem right outside. Now. It's mad Harlem outside. You know what I mean? Wyclef is about to perform. We're going to go see Wyclef. One, da, da, man, I- and we done. We got to go. It's a wrap. <laughs>